Buenos dias and welcome to the Counterpoints podcast. This is your host, Mateo, and joined by my lovely hombres, I've got Cavino, or whatever his Spanish name is. We'll check in in a minute. We've got Jack, Jacques, no, that's French. I'm really fucking this up, boys. And we've got Casey. Boys, what would your Hispanic, you know, Cinco de Miles around the corner, like if you had to have a name, what would you pick? I was trying to Gringo. think of like the name. I think we would all be pretty much gringo. <laughs> El Blanco Diablo. <laughs> That's it right there. <laughs> yes. Yes, our dear listeners. Uh, the famous uh, Mexican drinking holiday is upon us. Cinco de Mayo. We are recording the week prior. But of course, we're going to talk about uh, some Mexican themed beers and <laughs> one of our favorite Mexican restaurants. Wink, wink. So before we do any of that, let me remind you all that Counterpints is still a podcast where we argue about the same stupid shit we argue about in breweries, bars, and cantinas. So before we get that, let's talk about some cerveza. What are you boys drinking, or should I say beber? As you can tell, my my Spanish is very good. Kevin, take us away. What are you drinking? Sorry, I'm just recovering from Matt's attempt (laughs) at at Spanish. I'm so sorry, grade school Spanish class. He speaks English so well, he figured he'd try other languages. <laughs> I didn't know we were doing uh, Mexican-themed lagers. Unfortunately, I don't have any in my house because uh, I had a lot of margarita mix. I you know, can make a margarita, but that's not a beer, and this is a beer podcast. So I have a sour IPA from Pure Project by the name of Hydra. It's a collaboration with Jay Wakefield Brewing, which I think is based in Texas. The sour double IPA with dragon fruit, raspberries, and lactose. Had a little cute logo there. Oh, that is cute. Hydra. Good beer. Uh, I've had this before, so I've got a new one for this pod, but uh, I still enjoy it. When you said Hydra, for some reason, my mind went immediately to uh, Mortalis Brewing up in New York, a brewery. Oh, very, yeah, because they have different versions of those Hydras. Oh, those, those Ooh, pastry oh, so sours good. are filthy. They're so good. <sighs> yeah, I got to get my ass to upstate New York. I was looking even today at uh, Hudson Valley Brewing has like a big reputation up there. And I'm like, shit, it's also like, um, like a half hour Valley for and, Connecticut. Yep. And Suarez Brothers, really, are up there too. Great uh, loggers and Pilsners. Oh my God. Yeah. I I owe New York a trip. It's like the big northeastern state. I really haven't like. No, no. It's not, it's not northeastern, right? Or it's not, it's not New England. Sorry, it's not New England. I'll yeah, give yeah. New York northeast, but they're not, they're certainly not New England. I know they want to be. Shout out to New York. Your city sucks. Anyway, we're going to move on to the next host, Jack. The hell are you drinking? Hey, Wakefield's in Miami, by the way. Well, we were close. Yeah, you know, Florida, Texas. <laughs> What's the difference? Yeah, in my mind, in California, same thing. Yeah, it's all part of the South. <laughs> southern, Southern delicacy, uh, cerveza. I have, uh, I'm, I'm got a Corona. Why not? Right, a little Corona extra, mostly because it was free, which I'll always take free. <laughs> Ao, but uh, yeah, can't beat a Corona. I don't have a lime though. I wish I had a lime. Well, I'm going to follow in Kevin's footsteps in that. I also do not have a Mexican lager to drink. Really fucking this up, boys. But we're going to talk about some Mexican beers. Not necessarily all drink them, but some of our hosts have us covered. I'm going to be drinking a beer out of local favorite of mine, Skygazer Brewing. They just put out a new line of beers called their Sour Crusher Series, which is like a lighter ABV 5%. They're really tart, which is something I find can be hard to find in sours, at least where I am, is a lot of sours are more sweet. Smoothie sours, pastry sours. This is like a very tart, puckering kind of easy drinker, though. It's it's very good. I had a lime one that was absolutely fantastic. And this is their raspberry. I, I'm told they're 
they sold out so fast they're making like new batches of new flavors and i want to try them out as usual sky gazer slaps out of the park get a quick can crack and we'll move on to casey boom casey you're up all right so uh i'm following in jack's footsteps had some coronas left over um Fun fact for the listeners, I'm actually not in Arizona right now. <gasps> I am in Colorado. I uh, ventured back to Colorado for the week, and uh, I'm having a Corona light. So Jack's got the extra. I got the light. I also wish I had a lime. I don't have one. Um, <laughs> don't know what the hell happened to them, but can't find them. So drinking a Corona light without it, still pretty good. So happy single to mile. Cheers. Olay. Yeah, this just in. All limes in the entire country are gone. No more. It's all over, boys. Um, so we thought to start off this podcast again, uh, for Cinco de Mayo, so we'll show some homage is going to be, we're going to talk about some Mexican beers. We thought, you know, Mexican lagers specifically, if possible, it's usually the style that you primarily see out of Mexico, at least in the United States is they're kind of the, what they're known for, um, you know, Corona being a very widely distributed kind of macro example of that, uh, boys, I'm going to open up the floor a little bit. Talk about we're talking about some good Mexican beers you've ha- we've had. Um, I know one I just had was out of Blue Owl Brewing in Austin, Texas. I was just there last week. It was a like a lime and sea salt Mexican lager. They soured a little bit. Fantastic twist on that style, in my opinion. Very very good beer. What are some gr- good examples that you would go to if someone told you to get a Mexican lager? Yeah, one of them was a trip with you guys uh, a couple of years ago when we went out to Colorado for surprise birthday for for Casey. Uh, we went to a place that we know and love that's near and dear to our hearts. It's a little place called The Post Brewing Company. <laughs> They're uh, famous for their gravy shot or gravy back shots. Uh, <laughs> they have a Mexican style lager called Top Rope that I rated a 3.75. Ooh. Pretty good. Also, Fiddle and Fish here in Winston Salem. The Pays Baracho Mexican lager, 3.75. And then this one's from Matt. When we uh, had to carry on our Asheville trip a couple of years ago, just the two of us, <laughs> Twin Leaf Brewing had a had a kind of a Mexican hot chocolate stout. Oh, um, yeah, sure. That wasn't great. But uh, <laughs> you know. yeah, those got those got like very popular all of a sudden, like like a Oaxaca stout, like a yeah. like a spiced up hot chocolate kind of stout. I find they're kind of a miss for me most of the time. Personally, prefer prefer the lager in my opinion. I know um, in my neck of the woods, I'll tell you a couple Cinco de Mayo brewed beers that are coming out. Um, another another local favorite of mine, Transcend Beer Crafters out of Southington, is going to be doing. What they're calling their sour Rita, which is a imperial sour ale brewed with lime, orange, sea salt, and a bit of milk sugar. Now I know it's a little bit off topic; it's not a Mexican lager, but it's uh, a Mexican themed beer. And there's a couple breweries around me that are doing like margarita sours, and I'm very into cocktail sours, so I'm definitely gonna go try to pick some of those boys up. However, another Mexican lager I want to give a shout out to is another macro one, Tecate, um, yeah. which I uh, destroyed. On my visit to Shotgun Island in San Marcos, Texas, uh, thank you, Takate. You make a fine product. Better or worse than Corona? I'll pose that to the group. Worse. Worse. I think it's worse. The yeah. only one that I've really found that like I think comes close to Corona is Dos Equis. I had a Dos Equis for the first time a few weeks ago. Oh, well. Holy fuck, was that good. <laughs> like I, It was a big one, too. I was watching some of the... Um, 
conference tournaments in basketball at this local sports bar in Arizona. And oh man, with a bunch of limes in there, damn, it was good. Well, an- another couple for me, since I just decided to open my mouth, <laughs> I've got Desert Vibes, which is uh, a Mexican lager from State 48 uh, Brewery in Arizona. I gave it a 3.6. It's the average rating. You know, it's it's one of those ones where I, I kind of feel like to an extent for me, Mexican lagers, there's a cap on there. Like, I, I don't think unless it's like absolutely going to blow my socks off that, yeah. you know, we're going to be giving it a five because you only get one. It's not going to take that for me. You know, I, I think there's a that you can get good ones, but I think there's kind of a ceiling on them a little bit. The other one I had was a Mexican lager, but it's Mexican themed. For those of you that don't know, one of my favorite uh, Hispanic drinks is horchata. And I had an horchata milkshake IPA from Loveland Aleworks uh, out of Loveland, Colorado here. Uh, gave that bad boy a four. I love horchata. You put, you start making horchata milkshake IPAs, ladies and gentlemen, I am there. Because that one was killer. Uh, and I haven't had any since because I've been looking for them. But yeah, so that, those would be my... Uh, representations along with the Dos Equis. Yeah, I'm, I'm finding when I scroll through my beer history, the ones that stand out more than the lagers are really the, the stouts, like Jack pointed out one. I know, um, I think a, a favorite brewery, the podcast, actually, uh, Jack, out of Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, we've got Westbrook Brewing. Uh, oh, yeah. they, they had a very good stout that I had. It was a Mexican cake. It was like, I don't know exactly what you're talking about. Imperial Stout, Cocoa Nibs, Vanilla Beans, Cinnamon, Habanero. In this case, it worked well. That was an example of one that I liked. I gave it a 4-3. Clearly, I definitely liked that beer. But and I, whatever Westbrook puts out, I'll, I'll drink. Let's put it that way. I mean, I know in Kevin's neck of the woods, uh, I had a Viva La Beaver out of Belching Beaver. It was also a very good uh, Mexican-style stout with the cinnamon and the pepper on the back end of that kind of sweeter chocolate stout. How about this one? Can't be good. Wise Man here in Winston-Salem, they're doing this one's this one usually comes out every year, but this is kind of similar to what Matt was talking about. It's called Jose. It's a Goza, but Jose Goza. Okay. It's a margarita Goza with key lime juice and lactose and aged in tequila barrels. Oh. Brewed especially for Cinco de Mayo. That Ooh. sounds amazing. The lactose is an interesting touch. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, mar- margarita Gozas can get it all day. I, I, anything they try to like style, like beer they style like a cocktail, I find is delicious. I've had a lot of those margarita goes and, and like they can be pretty good. Great rhythm up in uh, New Hampshire makes a very good one. Great. Right? They make a prickly pear one as well. It was really delicious. Uh, beer down Stonington makes a good one. Like they're, uh, they're not that hard to find vitamin C over in uh, Weymouth, Massachusetts makes a very good margarita beer. Like they're out there. That's what I'm saying. The ones that are in my local area are doing a lot of like Imperial sour ales that are styled after margaritas. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to fucking, Get those. Because Casey's right. Loggers have a cap. Like, they, you know, they, they all kind of taste the same. No no offense, of course, Mexico. They, they 100% do have a cap. You know, it's If I look through my history and look at the, the Mexican-style stouts versus the Mexican loggers, the stouts are generally in the fours, and the Mexican loggers don't get above a 3.5 in my book. And yeah. uh, not a disrespect to well-made beers, because there's a cap. So, like, out my neck of the woods, Stone, Buena Vesa, Salt and Lime Lager, quite good. Um <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Barrio Lager from Thorn Brewing Co. out here in San Diego as well. Great, crushable Mexican lager. And then all the San Diego beer companies, of course, getting into a lot of the uh, the Mexican-inspired stouts with either mm-hmm. Mexican coffee or Mexican chocolate or peppers and you know, all kinds of variants. 
And uh, just because I feel like I have to chime in here now, I wouldn't put Pacifico in my top five for macro Mexican lagers. I think there are, there are five other ones that are better. Ooh. I don't get enough credit because they're not distributed out wide. They're like Bohemia and Victoria, um, big names, Negro, uh, not Negro Medela, sorry, Medela Especial, uh, fantastic, um, fantastic beers. I do I'm like not a big fan of, not a big fan of Corona. I think it's a little thin, but then again, yeah. to everyone else's point, most of these beers are pretty thin anyway. So it's kind of, it gets kind of hard to tell the difference. So I get it. I could see like crushing That's some close. Coronas like on a boat or. On oh, don't beach. get me wrong. You know, if you're going to drink six of anything, any of these beers are fine. You drink six, you're good. Mm. But then again, if I'm on the, if I'm like on a lake, you know, I'd rather drink, you know, wine and Kugel. Are they going to make a yeah. Mexican lager? That's what I want to know. Well, two of us on this podcast are allowed to drink that. And two of us are not. Yeah. <laughs> we'll leave it at who that. Else got, who else got added to the Shandy embargo? Oh, me. Our host. Sure. Beside me. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly who he's referring to. Me too. Let me put it this way: it did not that embargo was denied and rejected in Austin last weekend? Although it was not my idea to buy the lineys, I still drank them. You're welcome. Of course, who wouldn't drink them? They're delicious. <laughs> They're the yeah. best thing out there. You're welcome, person who bought those all year round. Maybe for a boat trip that might be coming up soon. Oh, maybe we'll be adding a seltzer from a favorite Mexican <gasps> restaurant establishment that we may have. Tasted a few times on this podcast. Yo quiero, yo quiero, <laughs> yo quiero Baja Blast. Got to hope we can find those. I want, I want to try it so bad. Well, if they're in Florida, we do have a correspondent down there that might be able to ship us some. Steve from Florida, you're being a, your aid is requested. Please yeah. reach out to the following phone number and email. Jack, we can we can use my FedEx account. We get bulk rates. There you there go. <laughs> what's the address for that uh airbnb again they won't mind yeah do you, do, you, do, you think, do you think your dad could like ship like a pallet you know exactly you that a pallet. <laughs> why are you guys here again you say we're coming here to donate to charity like why are we getting 30 cases of yeah well trying to feed the hungry at the end of the day this is a white trash podcast and we will maintain that at all times um, so listeners, that's, that's a good transition to our main subject. Yeah, speaking of white trash. All right. Well, listeners, make sure to go out there and get yourself a fine Mexican style cerveza, this Cinco de Mayo or a margarita. I mean, marks are fucking good too. So with that, before we get to the main topic of the podcast, of course, go check out our socials, Instagram untapped. We rate beers. We put them up. We have a voicemail number. It's seven, seven, four, two, two, four, zero, seven, zero, eight. Call in and drop us a line with that we're gonna get to the main body of this podcast so again referencing kevin's white trash comment we thought what's more mexican than chili's bar and grill we are going to be starting what we call do we have an official name for this jack is it like the restaurant series the menu series the menu series i like it so what we're gonna do um is essentially go through major chain restaurants because again we are not men of taste culture or class and so we are more familiar with a lot of the chain restaurants in this fine country that we live in and so we're going to be doing a draft style series where we essentially draft ourselves meals at these restaurants can include things like appetizers desserts entrees etc we're probably going to have to tailor them a bit to the individual restaurant uh we'll probably go into what we have to do to tailor this one specifically for chilies but referencing, I think, our second episode where I was blown out on my Chili's Choice on the uh, ill-fated chain restaurants bracket. And this is Redemption Boys. We're here to talk about Chili's, which is your host's personal favorite, I would say, out of the, the chains. So, as always, I'm going to kick it over to Jack, who will remain our draft 
master and i will shut the fuck up yes i'm happy to host this uh the menu series is one we've been keeping in the in the works for a while and uh once we're going to bring it out and as matt said we did have to tailor this one a little bit typically we'd like to do an appetizer an entree a dessert and a craft cocktail from that establishment looking at chili's menu they only have three desserts and there are four of us so that is not going to work so we came up with a pretty good substitution for this one we're going to draft an appetizer we're going to draft an entree they have so many burgers on their menu that we are going to draft a burger and of course we're going to draft a craft cocktail snake style format as always draft order is as follows i have the first pick casey goes second matt goes third kevin goes fourth i'm going to kick it off uh I don't think there's a clear-cut number one. I think this draft is a lot of good choices. I am going to kick it off with an appetizer. We've talked about it before. You got to get the skillet queso if you're going to Chili's. It's God absolutely fantastic. It. <laughs> the cheese, the beans, the chips, the bottomless chips, I might add. It is a fantastic choice for an appetizer. Boys, what do we think about the skillet queso? I've, I think I've been eating skillet queso since I was like six years old. It's probably the earliest food memories i have is skillet queso which explains a lot and, and how you, it's how you grew up so big and strong right i know thank it's you that, Sk- thank you calcium. so much skillet queso my bones are iron yeah skillet queso fucking rules it's it's like one of my favorite yeah, quesos legit. on the market it's so yeah. good but i was i'm gonna have one bitch about it though chilies tortilla chips are a little too salty sometimes uh, they are a little too salty sometimes but the texture of them is good the thinness and when they're warm yeah, it's they're, they're we'll, so, believe so me. I'll air. power through. Yeah. <laughs> They'll suffer for us. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Skillet queso, number one appetizer off the board. We head to not Arizona, but Colorado for pick number two. Yeah, switching it up on everybody. Keep you on your toes. Okay, so we've done this before, right? And when uh, this restaurant was up, in the restaurant bracket, one of the first episodes we did, uh, you can go back and either see hear our last episode, which talked about the the brackets of all brackets, or you can go back and listen to one of our first episodes. It was a nostalgia pick, right? That was a big pick. Uh, that's kind of where that started, I think. I'm pretty sure it's the episode. So for me, this is a nostalgia pick. So with the second pick for the first round, I'm taking an entree, not a burger, an entree, and I'm going baby bag ribs. Oh, and here's why. I remember what, as a kid when that Chili's baby back ribs commercial would come on and God damn, whoever wrote that jingle, that motherfucker better be rich. I was going to sing it, but look at Matt took it. Chili's baby back ribs. We're not sponsored by them with barbecue sauce. Yes, let's go. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's why with the second pick, I'm taking baby back ribs. Me personally, I got to go for a full order, full rack, not a half rack, not a quarter rack, full rack. So that's my pick. Do you guys remember the office episode when Michael takes the guy to Chili's and they just start? Yes. Order? Did someone say baby back ribs? <laughs> I watched that like two nights ago. <laughs> nice. Loving it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's probably one of the most famous like, like jingles of all time, I would oh, argue. Yeah. Christ, that was that was everywhere for a while. And I will say, pretty good ribs for a chain place. Yeah, I would say so. They have pretty good. Good barbecue sauce. Barbecue sauce. I love a rib. All right. Number one entree off the board, baby back ribs. Matt with pick number three. Listen, boys, I'm going to make this one easy for you. I'm going to fire an entree right the fuck in there. When I think chilies, 
you know, I don't, I don't think ribs, I think the finest motherfucking chicken tenders on the market. I think chicken crispers put it in there. Fuck. I love chicken crispers. They are good, but you have to get the sauce on them. Yes. I I, I agree. It's for a long time. I was going, I was raw dog in those crispers. And then I uh, figured out that the right move, I think I'm going to look this up to confirm the crispy, Honey Chipotle ones yes, are honey so Chipotle. fucking good with ranch. Holy shit. I don't even chew when I eat those things. They're delicious. No time. Honey Chipotle sauce is awesome. Thoughts on the crispers, fellas? It's, it's unassailable. They're quite good. Yeah. Yeah. It, it had to be picked. Like, let's be real. I, I thought it's what Casey was going to take, to be honest. I did, too. I did, too. All right. We've got chicken crispers off the board. Honey Chipotle variety, number one. Kevin has the final pick of round number one. All right. I'm going to go with an entree too here. Um, I think Chili's is known for this kind of app or entree or style of food as is TGI Fridays. Those are all the macro chains. I'm going with the ultimate smokehouse combo boys. Ooh, that's a good, that's a good call. Which, going, which, which category going, is that entree? Entree. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, Cause it doesn't include a burger in it. Just the flexibility of it all. Is just delicious. It you know it, find it, it. represents oh, there it is. Rep- represents the best of all things at Chili's. You can kind of pick and mix and match as you go. And uh My God. It, you know, you know what? It's also probably the most calorie dense thing on the menu. Yeah, I, I frankly say, when, when, when I when I go to Chili's, yeah. that's like usually what I get is I'll get the smokehouse yeah. combos. You can get like crispers and you can get like two other things. It's yeah, yeah, it's painful. It's this might this might lose someone's vote for me but the like one of the sides that i really like there is the roasted street corn like the roasted street corn with a bit of the cotija cheese on it and the parsley that's very good it's because every other thing on that menu is like potato based or meat based and so you have to have a little bit of healthy just convince yourself that 3500 calories you're eating are good for you i thought you're gonna say like you're you know the side that was gonna lose this i was like what is he gonna say like raw broccoli yeah parsley that is a side, but who are we kidding? Come on, you're here for. Uh, you go to Chili's and get broccoli, they shoot you. Yeah, yeah no, if you order if you order roasted asparagus, that you know they take you out back and beat you with a rubber hose. <laughs> Chili- Chili's has historically been a very common place. I've gone during like work trips and for work lunches and dinners. Yeah, airport. Listen. It's always good in an airport Ooh, too. Man, listen, me with a corporate card and a Chili's is a truly a sight to behold. And with that image in our heads, let's quickly <laughs> recap image or uh, round one. I had the first pick. I took my appetizer out with skillet queso. Casey took his entree. He went with baby back ribs. Matt also went entree. He took the chicken crispers. Kevin also went entree. He took the smokehouse combo. And we'll kick it right back to Southern California to Senior Kevin. So I'm going to stick around in in the uh, south part of the state here. I'm going to go with an appetizer, the one and only Texas cheese fries. Ah, you bitch. I think that that appetizer is, first of all, if I had to go to a restaurant like Chili's and get an appetizer, either nachos or fries, I trust them to do fries better than nachos. But to be honest, it was a tough call for me. The nachos at Chili's and the fries at Chili's are both good. But the Texas cheese fries with the bacon, jalapenos, green onions, cosmetic ranch sauce is just a delight. My one bitch about it mm. is they never give you enough ranch. You always have to get like five or six different cups of ranch just to make it worthwhile. But goddamn, that's true. You do need like a, I, I'm, I'm picturing like I don't even use a fork. I just like pick up like eight fries in like my fist and just dunk it in the ranch. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Just one of your big bear paws and just yeah, oh. just. Bleh, bleh. I I think those skillet queso and Texas cheese fries are the best two appetizers at Chili's. I'm going to agree. All right, 
Matt has his second pick. All right. Um, I'm going to fire in with an appetizer as well, because in my opinion, there's really only one really worthwhile appetizer left. So I want to make sure I grab it. And that is going to be the Southwestern egg rolls. I am a big fan of those. That is, I'd say the trifecta of the Chili's apps, definitely queso. And then the cheese fries and the egg rolls are like close. I would give it to the cheese fries, but the egg rolls are very good. My only complaint about those could be they don't give you enough of them. But again, let's say I have a corporate card hypothetically and I get two orders of the Southwestern egg rolls, then all order is restored. They're, uh, they're fucking good with ranch. Wait, what isn't good so with ranch? I'm very curious at the end of this, Matt, can you tell us your typical order? Like when you're not paying for it at Chili's, what do you usually order? Oh, yeah, and we're going to do the math on the We'll do the math on the calories. I know what it is. We'll do the math on the calories. Uh, we don't need to do that. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> oh, dear God. I would agree. Southwest egg rolls are delicious. Sometimes, sometimes they can almost be in a weird way. You can bite into those things sometimes, and they can just incinerate the inside of your mouth. Oh, yeah. They can be. That's, that's a good point. It could be really hot. Like it's like like a pocket of like cheese inside the center. It could like spray into the roof of your mouth. R.I.P. Truthfully, I'd rather have that though than bite into it and then be cold. Because sometimes, I mean, restaurants like this, get me wrong, quality kind of can vary. So you can bite into something like, hey, this is cold. You didn't cook it all the way. Just something like that, which is probably like microwave oven effectively. So I'd rather have a nuclear hot than cold. At least you're feeling something, right? <laughs> I mean, at that point, I'm already like a gallon of margaritas deep. So. Yeah, <laughs> either way the trip's ending to the hospital one way or another all right and casey has the next pick in the second round yeah so with the third pick in the second round i'm gonna go to a burger um, i think that's the first burger am i wrong so I, i'm between two there's two burgers actually there's a, that's a lie it's an absolute bold-faced lie right there there are a bunch of burgers on here that i like but i'm between two and i'm gonna kind of stick with the um hispanic influence as it is Cinco de Mayo, but it's also one that I'll get just about anywhere, but Chili's does it really well. And it is the, they call it the Alex's Santa Fe burger. Uh, it's also known as a jalapeno burger. I've heard of a Southwest burger, but what it is, is it is avocado, pepper jack cheese, red onions, jalapenos, roasted jalapenos, cilantro, spicy Santa Fe sauce. It's incredible. It is really, really good. And again, it sticks with that uh, Tex-Mex because I think that's really what Chili's is is Tex-Mex vibe, but God damn, is it good. It's got the spiciness that is pretty predominant in Hispanic cooking. So it, it's, it's, I love it. I love jalapenos in general. So that's my pick. And then you add a little pepper jack on there. Woo, baby, that sounds good. I just got hungry. Rookie mistake. Muted myself there. Uh, that does sound good. It is the first burger taken. I'm going to back Casey up. I think that's the best burger choice on the menu. I don't think you can go very, wrong with any of Very, burgers, very good. That is a good one. Yeah. Has anyone ever had it? I will confirm Me. I've had it. I've had it. <laughs> I've had it. I don't think I've ever had a burger at Chili's before. Oh, they're good, man. I mean, good burger. They're good. Yeah. Sometimes I, get, sometimes I try to mix it up because I'm like, I've gotten the smokehouse combo eight times in a row. Maybe I should get a burger this time. <laughs> All right. Well, with that being said, I'm going to take a burger. I am a big, big fan of barbecue sauce on burgers, and that barbecue bacon cheeseburger looks fantastic. Bacon, barbecue sauce, cheese. I'll take those onions off because fuck them, but uh, the rest of it looks delicious. Big fan of barbecue sauce on burgers. Big, big fan. Uh, I'm sure Chili's does it very well. Most chain restaurants do it pretty well, but uh, their picture, uh, that thing looks delicious. And it's got me looking at DoorDash right now, which is a problem. <laughs> it's a good pick. It's a very good burger. 
It's missing something important, in my opinion. Where are the goddamn onion frizzles, like the fried onions? If I'm going to have a barbecue burger, I want the crispy onions on it. What are they we don't say doing, crispy, They get oh, sauced up and soggy. It's, it's <sighs> funny you say nah, that, Matt. I, I was I thinking it. the same thing. I, I gotta have those little. They just went All wrong. Red onion. They want red onion on it. Yeah, that that's a bad choice. I think you, not the red onion. Come on, man. What's where's my onion frizzles? It's like they were. They, they the got all the way onion. to the finish line. They fell down right at the end. <laughs> in there. All right. Uh, round number two is in the books. Quick recap. Kevin went first. He took his appetizer. Took Texas cheese fries. Matt also went the appetizer route. Took southwestern egg rolls. Casey jumped into the burger category, went with the Santa Fe burger, followed suit, and went with the Big Bacon Barbecue Burger. And in typical Counterpines fashion, we have a giant beer check-in by each member. So uh, one by one, we'll all check in a new beer, starting with Kevin. All right, so I'm going with one of my favorites out here in San Diego, uh, North Park Beer Co. It's actually a collaboration with Black Stack Brewing, which I honestly don't know where they're from. I'll do some research on that and get back to you. This is a uh, this is a good night beer. This is a triple uh, triple hazy IPA, triple dry hop, triple IPA. Ooh. And it's a hazy, so it's a lot of things. It's also ten percent alcohol by volume, so it's a good night beer. Um, it's called Stacks in the Park. Got a little hop guy or, climbing a or a Kevin, stack, as they sort. say, Buenos Noches. Oh, absolutely, Buenos Noches, gentlemen. It's gonna can't crack. We be it. All right. To Colorado we go. Casey, what are you drinking next? So I did the Mexican theme with the Corona because it's Cinco de Mayo. But, you know, I'm kind of handcuffed here because I'm not at my house. Don't have my plethora of options to pick from. But our lovely hosts that were watching their dog, friend of the pod, Hallie and Nick, they're on their honeymoon shots. You guys enjoy your Maldives vacation. They stocked the fridge and they stocked it with Corona. They stocked it with one other beer. And this is a beer that hits close to home. Uh, for two of us on this pod. Uh, we may have mentioned it already, but I'm bringing out the first one of the season for me <laughs> on the pod. We're going with a line of Kugel, Summer Shandy, ladies and gentlemen. They are Ooh. in stores now. Buy them, buy them in bulk, and enjoy on a lake, on the ocean, in a pool. Honestly, you could do it in a bathtub for all I give a shit. It's water, right? It's great. So cheers, boys. A little, little Ooh, yeah. the, 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 fir- oh, the first man. podcast sanctioned liney of the season. That's a fine winter ale. If you, if you're a, a February. psychopath, of course. Jack had a liney back in February. February. That's the first one. I did have one in February. Yeah. It's the no, first which doesn't count. Which doesn't count. It's not a winter beer. Uh, well, like, no, that's when it they is. come out. They start coming out in like February. They come out in now, February. Maybe even January. Yeah, he was waiting at the store for the delivery truck. You know, I'll just, you know, wheel it out of the store, out of the truck and into my car. Thank you very much. Every yeah. day after Halloween, I check their Instagram. <laughs> they, feed they, see when it's released. They, they reported a man running on all fours and barking when they unloaded the lineys from the truck. <laughs> he, he, he bit the delivery driver on the ankle <laughs> so he could get a <sighs> Nothing better. There is nothing better. We're in the perfect time of year for it now, too. Oh, that got me excited. All right. I guess I'll go next. <laughs> Jack, please put it away. Yes. Well, here, let me bring down everyone's excitement here. I have a Bud Light next. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yum. <laughs> How are those going? Oh, boy. How many There's do you something. left? I think I have two left. Oh, man. You just like them that Clearly much? They're huh? going great because it's been like three weeks and he still has some left. <laughs> Mm. Fucking off the chain. Nice. Tell you what, if I was golfing all day or you know 
on a lake all day and came inside to chug one of these, they're great. Yeah. Other than that, I don't understand why anyone would drink these. Like I had um slightly mighty from Dogfish Head the oh, other day. Right. Yeah. 93 calories. Are you kidding me? Like, I'd much rather drink that. The Bud Next was carb free though, correct? No I carbs like, in this I feel one. like that's really their target demographic. Well, that's 100% right, right. But saying this is beer isn't fair. Yeah, but you might as well just drink fucking water at that point. Yeah, I mean, really. You, honestly, you might well, as well drink, drink liquor, alcohol. Or just, yeah, just drink yeah. a seltzer. Just. I mean, well, well, Jack, your their main competitor is uh, Michelob Ultra. I know you like Michelob Ultra. My comparison, Bud Light Next versus Michelob Ultra. What do you think? Um, Michelob Ultra, it's not even close. Yeah, they don't taste remotely the same. And that's their main competitor in the market, right? They're aiming Bud Light Next to like the athletes who like to drink beer, just like Michelob Ultra is. And I don't think yeah, it would be anywhere close. It's supposed to be a kind of a flavorless seltzer that tastes like beer. I would much rather have a seltzer. Especially Bud Light. They just come out with that uh, soda shop series. Those look kind of good. Mm. Yeah. Little orange cream soda, a little uh, cola, a little grape. Oh, give me some of that. 100 calories. I'll take that. Ooh. Uh, we've got one more beer check in from Matt. <gasps> that's that as I mute myself accidentally. That's me. Um, I'm running out of beers, unfortunately, so I'm going to go to uh, a beer run I had from Treehouse Brewing not that long ago. Well, when I say not that long ago, this is from the same shipment that was sent to you boys. I have one of my beers from that one. <laughs> I still haven't drank it because I keep forgetting to drink half my beers. So we're going to be doing Mega Treat from Treehouse Brewing, you know, a very good double IPA. You know, they crush that style. We all know it. It's going to be a good beer. Did you, did you have it fresh when you got it? Or is this the first time you've had it? I've had Mega Treat fresh oh, okay. before, I'm pretty okay. sure. But so that, that was months ago, and I'd be concerned that you, eh, you think it's that long? It's like been a couple months, it's been in a fridge. I'd probably all right. I don't think it's gonna be bad. But yeah, I will save old beer right now. I'm sorry, gentlemen. I, I, I owe myself a restock. Clearly, I'm doing it too. But we're all just getting by. Yeah. yeah. All right. Back to the draft. Round number three coming at you. I got the first pick. I'm going to jump into the drink category. Just perusing their little menu here. One stuck out to me. Uh, My fiance makes fun of me for this all the time because uh, she hates this liquor. She drank way too much of it in college. I didn't drink enough of it in college and want it now. I'm a big uh, Malibu coconut rum guy. I saw this Captain's Castaway. Captain Morgan. Spiced rum, Malibu rum, fresh sour, mango puree, and pineapple juice. Oof. Uh, anything with pineapple juice in it, I'm going to go for it. I'm taking the captain's castaway as my drink. What do we? How do we feel about Malibu rum, boys? I love Malibu. Love it. Oh. Malibu 151 not- <laughs> in Malibu rum. Was it coconut? Make them all feel numb? Something like that? Yeah, something like that. I can't. Yeah, whatever. I'll, I'll go. Oh, I know it's Tech Nine. <laughs> Yeah, Tech Nine's gonna be in Worcester in like two weeks. I saw. I was like, no shit. I was like, should I go see a Tech Nine show? Is that something you do in 2022 as a white person? Fuck yeah! I used to love Tech Nine in high school. I don't know how. Caribou Lou was like, was like the shit. Like in Riot Maker, like oh man. Oh, those (laughs) classics. That's so funny. Absolute classic. 
Yes. Yes. I, Jack, I'll put it that way. That's a drink I would absolutely put down. Anyone that says like men Same. can't have a girly drink, go fuck yourself. Like sweet oh, stuff. Yeah. Sweet stuff's good. Oh, yeah. Second agree with you on that. I, I've never had the Captain's Castaway. It looks good. Uh, to be honest, I don't care for coconut rum unless it's in a cocktail. So I won't drink it anywhere near straight or, or mixed with a bunch of other shit. No, yeah, I wouldn't drink it straight. But... That sounds yeah. delicious, though. You're right. Good I choice. used to in college. I remember like oh, I would I just I would just drink out of a bottle of Malibu at a party like a college party girl i did that with captain morgan's where i actually started i would do it with captain Morgan. Well, yes. i would make rum and cokes in the handle of rum there that you was, go yeah, now that's now that's living yeah i've never had this drink but i would definitely try it um oh absolutely right. drink number one off the board uh casey's up next all right so i'm I, i'm going with the drink as well um but i'm torn i'm gonna be honest there's one on here that man I, i'm a big fan of it sounds really good but then I'm thinking about this, right? And here, here's just hear me out. It's Cinco de Mayo. What happens at Cinco de Mayo at bars, at restaurants, everything? Everything's fucking pre-made, right? And not only is it pre-made, they fuck you on the alcohol, right? So you you got to drink a lot to get drunk. I mean, that's the whole point of the holiday, right? It's to get drunk. It's kind of like St. Patrick's Day for I'm not going to go there. It's just like St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> like St. Patrick's so Day, me, but for Kevin. Yeah, yeah exactly. But for me, I'm going to go with quantity because you have to. So the one thing that stands out to me is this gallon margarita. God damn it. I knew someone's going to pick that. Fuck. That to me, <laughs> and, and it Great. says enough Chili's <laughs> house made classic rocks margarita God for you and your friends. Fuck my friends. That's just for me. <laughs> of course, Casey picks the gallon margarita. Go, Rita. I'm going with the, <laughs> the gallon margarita. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that really tracks. I will support that all day. Yep, great choice, Casey. Great choice. It's quantity over quality, which you know, quality choice is always questionable. So, good choice. I think next time in these drafts, we're going to have to come up some rules. <laughs> <laughs> nope, no rules, baby. Casey goes for the gallon gallon <laughs> sack of margarita. <laughs> Here's my cocktail. I'll just take the entire thing of uh, Patron back there. That's my drink. Hey, all that that mix you got made, I'll take it all. Just put it in a bag and seal it. We're good. No. Now, I may have I may have thought that this was implied to be an, a sit-down meal at a Chili's. I'm not sure they'd give you the gallon margarita at the table, but you could ask. And yeah. you, if you don't ask, you won't get it, Matt, so you have to ask. Depends on who's working that day. Let's just assume <laughs> it's one of his buddies, and they just like, here you go. Fuck yeah, I don't care. Well, if that's the case, I want two, maybe three. Oof. Mm-hmm. All right. The Margarita <laughs> off the board. We'll have to rethink this draft, these draft rules. <laughs> but, uh, Matt's got the next. I pick. kept looking at it and I was like, do I pick this as a joke? And then, of course, Casey picks it. No, no, I have no joke. Let's get me fucking drunk. <laughs> Nothing. There's no joking about the gallon Margarita. <laughs> All right. So uh, I'm going next here. So I'm going to pick a cocktail as well. And. I, I think this will still count. I, I guess we'll double check. But if I go to a Chili's, I, I definitely think their strength for cocktails are margaritas. No question. And like they always have like a margarita of the month. That's like, you know, three, four, five dollars, six dollars or whatever. If you live in a state like Connecticut, everything costs a million fucking dollars. Um, and they're always very good. I always I actually really do like the margaritas and Chili's, especially for like a chain place. I'm not saying they're like top tier in the world, but they're, they kind of have their classic, and I always like a house margarita is a regular kind of lime margarita, and their really main margarita they make, and I think you're limited to only having like two while you're there because they're kind of higher alcohol, 
And that is the Presidente Margarita. That is my favorite drink at Chili's. I always get the Presidente because it's just like it's well made. They use like a little bit of a better tequila, I think. Um, it's pretty solid and boozy, and a couple of them will get you. You, you'll yeah. feel it. it. It looks like it's like a, like a Cadillac margarita or very similar yeah. to it. Yeah, quite as high it end, is. But it's still exactly what good. it is. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty. It, they're good. I, I it's my favorite margarita. There, not a gallon. I'm pretty though. sure Matt's right. I'm pretty sure they they cut you off after like two or three. Yeah, I, th- I think like it's normally two. Hey, but I could be wrong about that. Don't quote me on that. But yeah, there is definitely a limit. They usually limit how many presidentes you could have. Which I thought this was America. There's a <laughs> there's a restaurant here in Boulder. It's called the Rio Grande, and uh, their margaritas are so boozy that you get cut off after three. You, they will not serve you any alcohol after three mar- of their margaritas. Like, it doesn't matter if you want three margaritas and you try and go and get like a, a, a beer or something. It's a cocktail, yeah. a beer yeah, or yeah. something. They're like, uh uh-uh. uh, nah. I get it. Sounds like decades. that place sucks. Oh, <laughs> dude, let me tell you, I've been there and I've had a couple and they're like, eh. And then I've been there on a day where it's like, holy fuck, the person who made this. Literally was gave no shit. He's trying to poison me. <laughs> oh no, I'm not done yet. Just kept going. Uh, he's my, he's miming pouring a bottle of liquor into a glass. Everyone, by the way, oysters. I know. And yeah, for sorry, listeners, I forgot we, we don't have we the did, video. We, we did. We did. Well, we did edit this. Actually, it was a good thirty seconds. He was pouring this out. We actually yeah. cut it short. So yeah, that's crazy. He just kept going on. It was yeah, just silent. That was a little awkward. All right, the Presidente Margarita off the board. Kevin has the final pick of round number three. So, Matt, I will point out now that it's my pick. You could have gone with the Presidente Margarita Kit five pack to match Casey's okay. volume. But you sure. get, the, get, yeah. get the gallon <laughs> Presidente. They just call the All cops right. on you if you order it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's chilly. So How amazing would that be? Not the part of the cops, but getting a one gallon Presidente margarita. Now that's a classy. Oh, t- that's a classy yeah. Tuesday evening for me. Well, it's, it's it's a five pack, right? You can build like effectively five of these Presidente margaritas. I'm like, that's perfect, Matt. There you go. You could have matched Casey on one, but that's okay. Yeah. I'm just going with cocktail too here. But absolutely, one or just multiples, multiples. Yeah, um, I'm going with a drink as well, and I'm not going to go with a margarita. I'm going to go with a deep eddy strawberry Texas lemonade because those things. Mm. are so damn good like if i'm in cancun and i have been to cancun a handful of times i'm not drinking a margarita i'm drinking something with deep eddy and other shit in it but either way it's it's a vodka that's perfectly made for these kind of tropical cocktails and you can just slam them slam them they're so easy to drink and they will get you very drunk vodka lemonade in general but yeah there's like certain vodkas like a deep eddy or i'm gonna do shout out for tito's uh jack may recall an instance where we had more than a couple Tito's lemonades at a rib festival in Connecticut, which is a strange place to have a rib festival. That was just, and those were just Tito's and like country time <laughs> lemonade mix and like a Gatorade. Remember cool. how we were, we were getting to the bottom of like, because it was like as many as you wanted, like it was all you could fucking drink Tito's lemonades. All you could drink. We were getting to the bottom of like the barrels they were serving out of it. It was just all vodka. Remember that one Brian got? Oh my God. That was just like floor cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious for a cleaner, may I add. <laughs> rib festival that ran out of ribs. Yeah. <laughs> True <laughs> definition of irony. What a day. Next uh round four is coming up next, but we've got to recap round three real fast. Oh, we all took drinks this round. Uh, I went with the captain's castaway, which is kind of a Malibu and pineapple type cocktail. 
Casey went with the gallon margarita. We are checking with our correspondent at Chili's to make sure that is something that they will serve an individual in the restaurant. We'll get back to you on that one. That one with the Presidente <laughs> Margarita and Kevin with the Deep Eddie Texas Lemonade. Round four, boys. Final round. Oh, that was something we should have pointed out at the beginning. This is a four-round draft. We're not mm. doing five. Uh, we're going to cut them down a little bit. So this is the final round, and Kevin has the first pick. Jack, is it the first time we've ever had all four of us pick the same category in a draft? That seems highly not, unusual. I know. I, I I don't know about that. Like some of these common ones, like Thanksgiving ones, have an easy run on. Like size yeah, or and that's going to happen more with these with the smaller categories. Like that's it, was, true. it was easy for me to decide I'm going to pick my entree in the last round because everyone took entrees in the first round. So that stuff's going to happen. But uh, Kevin's got the uh, final pick. All right. With my fourth and final pick, I'm going to go with a burger because that's the last one I haven't chosen yet. Um, I'll be honest. I haven't had a lot of burgers. Chili's. Um, I didn't. I didn't have their classic burger because, you know, classic burgers are common everywhere. Red Robin, Chili's, DJ Fridays kind of taste the same. Like, But you go to these restaurants for some, some unique things or just some things done uniquely well. Um, and what pairs better with burgers than bacon? Right. You always have to have bacon and burgers. And close to what Jack picked, but not quite, and I think better in a couple key ways, is the Bacon Rancher Burger. The Bacon Rancher Burger not only has ranch sauce, but sautéed onions on it. And sautéed onions, I think, in this mm. case, are better than the red onions, but still not as good as the onion strings, which, again, that's criminal. How do you not have onion strings? What the fuck, Chili's? Yeah, that's just weird. It was my number two burger choice. A barbecue over ranch on a burger. On any I, other time, I, I, I go ranch over barbecue sauce. I mean, por qué no dos, right? Why can't you have both? Uh, yeah, don't throw me with a good time. They should bring si together. Yes, barbecue <laughs> ranch bacon burger. Eight patties. Let's Hell get it done. Yeah. What is this, a man versus food challenge? Jeez, I didn't know Chili's <laughs> was on that. Yeah, there it is. You have to eat an eight-pound burger or an eight-patty burger and uh, margarita to yourself. Let's it's kind of funny. Every time I go to a Chili's, a camera crew comes up and they... <laughs> They seem to think I'm filming an episode of Man vs. Food, and I have to wave them off. Like, no, no, no. Okay, I have the corporate credit card. It's fine. Please, please everyone. Not today. Uh, Not today. Right. <laughs> that would be awesome to do a Man vs. Food on here and watch Matt try to eat as much chilies as he can. <laughs> oh, Christ. One day. Maybe one day. I'd probably, I'd probably I mean, lose my can, job. Well, hang on. Can we, can, can we all kick in and like fund this for him so we can make it part of the pod? Listen, let's just wait till I have my next business trip. It'll be in the next couple of weeks. We'll just make it happen then. <laughs> <laughs> all right. He has the final No, pick, no, no. We've got to be there. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, live, I'll live stream it. No, I want to be there. If in person, I wanna, you, you do not do want you? to be in person. Yeah, think about that real close. Here's the game. I kind of do because I want to. There's, splash, there's a splash zone, Casey. You got to be, you got to be far Free away. Free Willie in the off, house. Yeah, be like five feet, uh, you know, five tables away, maybe. But I still want to be. There. I want to see the other show. side of the bar. Other side of the bar. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's Fine, a I'll be outside. Food. Okay. I'll be outside the restaurant. Just I want to be able to bang on the windows and shit. <laughs> Cheer them on. The man versus food, but. Uh, all the bathrooms are out of order, and the closest one, he's got to figure out where it is. It's in a sheets across a busy highway. Yeah, it's, a, it's a it's a it's a gas station somewhere in Texas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you ever seen Frogger? Frogger oh, got Christ. shit on Matt trying to get to uh, a bathroom. He's, he's gonna have shit on him. <laughs> yeah, like that scene of Bridesmaids where she just shits in the middle of the street. <laughs> 
All right, speaking of shitting in the middle of the street, Matt has the next pick. All right, we're back on the board, boys. Here we go. All I've got is my burger choice, and I actually, I, I know what it was. This would have been my second choice after Casey's Santa Fe Burger, and that is their queso burger. I'm going to say this. The queso burger, I've had it. It's very good if you eat it right away. The, the crunchiness of the tortilla strips is very central to that sandwich. And they do sog up if you wait too long. But if you can kind of fire into that thing right away, ooh, baby. The, the queso and the crunchiness of the tortilla strips, very good. I'm into it. It's a, it's a good Tex-Mex style burger of theirs. So queso burger for That's me. Awesome. Love it. It's funny. All four of our burgers were my were ones the four I was considering. I mean, it's, so, it's the best. So, so now I'm simple. thinking Chili's has to sponsor Jack's bachelor party. God, could I you wouldn't imagine? hate if you went to Chili's could one you, Could you imagine? We we can finagle that, I'm sure. What is, is there Chili's in Asheville? <sighs> There's gotta be. They're everywhere. Listen, <laughs> cut that listen, out though. Listen, cut Chili's that out of the pod. Listen, Chili's. If you'll sponsor a wedding, I will propose my girlfriend uh, tomorrow. Just <laughs> reach, reach reach out to me. Well, that yeah, seals it. Chili's, Chili's is right not going to sponsor. <laughs> I want I want a fully paid for and endorsed Chili's wedding though. It better you know I want to see some legal paperwork. I want I want a I want a wedding dress made out of chicken crisper skins. God, all right. Dude, uh, that's supposed to be the night of the wedding, dude. Not <laughs> actually at the ceremony, bro. That's supposed to eat it off of her. Fuck it out. Oof. Anyone else never gonna eat Chili's again? <laughs> we're, we're gonna. We're, 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 we're chicken for it. Finally, we're gonna get a Chili's fetish talk. I'm in. Oh. God, all right, Casey's mercifully end this. Oh, this shit, there's one more. Go ahead, Casey. All right, so uh, I think all I have left is my appetizer. And um, I love the appetizer everybody else picked. But this is one, again, I'm going to stick with this nostalgia vote, but it's something, and I, and I hope the guys will let me pick this, because I still think it's kind of an appetizer. You get it before your main course. Um, and it's their, it's the Chili's world-famous chicken tortilla soup. That is by far... One of the best soups I've ever had. I've tried yeah, to soups drive. appetizer. I'll give that to you. Right? Okay, cool. Personally. As a kid, I remember I used to go to Chili's in Flagstaff, Arizona. I'll never forget this. And I would try and bribe the waitress for the recipe. Like, I would literally like, be like, here's, <laughs> here's five bucks because that's all I got because I'm like 10. But, like, can I get that recipe? You know what I mean? I know a number of folks that um, used to go to I used to go to Chili's with would do the same thing. We'd always ask and just hope that maybe one time we get – either the really nice waitress or waiter or the disgruntled waiter or waitress. that's just like, you know what? Fuck this place. Here's the recipe so that we could go home and make it. Never happened, obviously. But um, we tried. We attempted to make it at home, but nothing beats the chicken tortilla soup in uh, in in the restaurant. Actually, it's incredible. That's my pick. Agreed. It's very good chicken tortilla soup. And um, you, what you're forgetting is that they have trained snipers on standby. If they try to give the recipe to you, they're struck down instantly. Now it makes sense. Yeah. That's why a, they wouldn't. A dark it. secret of Chili's. I don't know if you guys knew that. All right. Chicken tortilla soup off the board. I got the last pick. I got to take an entree. Every time I go to Chili's, I usually decide between two entrees. One of them are those honey chipotle crispers, which are phenomenal. The other one is still on the board. I do enjoy that chicken bacon ranch quesadilla. I do like it. Very solid. Mm. The little rice that comes with it's also very tasty. Usually go fries. I think chili is pretty underrated with their fries, actually. Fairly good French fries there, but uh, chicken bacon ranch quesadilla with the ranch dipping sauce, like a 
Chipotle ranch. Very, very tasty. I, I would, I, I do like that quesadilla. So this will sound the way we've been talking. This will sound ridiculous coming out of my mouth, but it's almost a little too heavy. The chicken bacon ranch quesadilla, I find, which again sounds ridiculous, but it's very heavy. I find. Yeah, yeah that sounds sound ridiculous. Well, it does sound a little ridiculous. I, I do think they go a little heavy on the ranch, just a little bit. Like they could do with half the ranch, but still, you have to have the ranch. You have to have yeah, cheese. That's not a bad like, I just think the cheese and the ranch combined is just a little bit much, in my opinion. I agree with you, but just it's still just a little bit less ranch. Five percent less ranch. Perfect. Good to go. Fucking didn't know we were going to Chili's for a diet. I know, for real. I dip no, 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 it in no, ranch no, no, too. No, no, Casey, Casey, not about not about calories, Casey. It's about flavor, right? So I, I think the ranch is. Just I don't a little think much. there's that's enough all. ranch. I dip yeah. it in ranch. <laughs> and that, and Jack, that's your choice, right? It's America. It's about choice. If it gets told to you how much ranch you're going to fucking have, this is fucking communist Russia at that point. God bless America. Yeah, that's just, they got good ranch. They put the original ranch on the thing, and then they give me Chipotle ranch to dip it in. Oof. I'll say this. Chili's has pretty good ranch. I feel like we talk about ranch oh, yeah. quality on this podcast a lot. I know Buffalo Wild Wings is a crowd favorite. Nobody yeah, beats them, yes. but Chili's is well, Chili's has good-ass ranch. I would put Jack in the Box's buttermilk ranch up there, too, actually. That little tough buttermilk ranch, Jack in the Box, if you ever have that. That, sounds like, that sounds like something I'm too East Coast to understand. It could be. I they have Jack in the Box in Charlotte. There. You go. Do so, they really? Do we, pretty sure they do. Let me wow, confirm. Wow. Hold on. <laughs> Because yeah. again, you know, go to Jack in the Box, get their ranch tubs, and then just dip the burgers in the ranch. Tub. <laughs> you know, there's two words I have the English language. I like combined in a sense, and it is ranch and tub. <laughs> I mean, it's ranch and tub, not ranch and champagne flute. Man. <laughs> Listen, oh boy, it's they got three idea. in Charlotte, and they're oh, open no. 24 hours. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> <laughs> this this is this sounds like a CC's style disaster. No, thank you. Oh, Dude, no. Jack in the Box has mott sticks. Also, right? I mean, <laughs> thank you. They have mott sticks. Yeah, yeah. No, their mott sticks are good. That's a good, good place to go. After Aren't they known for having like really cheap dollar like tacos or something? It's, it's like, like two for a dollar. That's, that's what it is. Yeah, I feel like yeah. I've always heard that about Jack oh, in the Box. Oh boy, do they have cheap tacos? Yeah, and they fall <laughs> hey, apart yeah. as you try and eat well, them. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, hey, the one, the one thing about being. The one good thing about being a Lakers fan is if the Lakers win, if they win by and they score more than 100 points and the opponent gets less than 100, Jack in the Box gives away free tacos in the Los Angeles area. Oh, really? Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. Los Angeles starved this year, huh? No, it's definitely shit. Kevin, Kevin, I'm going to stop right there. There's nothing good about being a Lakers fan. That is the only benefit, especially this year because the team There's no benefit. Just a bunch of bandwagoners. Yeah, it's all. Just it's keep all watching those Russell, the Celtics, Kev. It's all those Russians, uh, Russell Westbrook fans coming in. Yeah, listen, yeah. Be, listen. I better, I better, I better get something if I'm going to suffer through living in fucking Los Angeles. Free exactly. tacos, it's, the least I should get. Point is, it's compensation. <laughs> That's my point. It's compensation, especially this year. <laughs> compensation. All right, <laughs> we'll recap okay. this draft real quick. I had the first pick. My appetizer is skillet queso. My burger was the big bacon barbecue burger. Drink was the captain's castaway. And my entree was the chicken bacon ranch quesadilla. Casey went with baby back ribs for his entree, the Santa Fe burger for the burger. He went with the gallon margarita for his drink and the chicken tortilla soup for his appetizer. Matt went with the chicken crispers as the entree, the Southwest egg rolls for the app, the Presidente margarita for his drink. And the queso burger for his burger. And then Kevin went with the smokehouse combo for the entree. Texas cheese fries for the app. The deep Eddie Texas lemonade for his drink. 
and the Bacon Rancher Burger for his burger. That wraps up the first episode of our menu series draft with chilies. Some might say this is uh, a little bit of revenge for the early exit of the chain restaurant <laughs> bracket for this individual. So it's only fair that Matt takes home the crown. Oh my God. Draft. <laughs> this feels like a pity win. <laughs> Redemption. I mean, Matt, once you took CRISPR as it was on, <laughs> Matt wins. I will kick it back to. Matt, I want to wrap up our podcast. Chili pepper. (laughs) Yeah. These these are drafts you might not want to win, actually. (laughs) But uh, we'll kick it back to him. He has a brewery of the week he's going to talk about. Yeah, it's true. Is there there something like, is there anything sadder than like winning an award for a like Applebee's draft on a podcast? That's real. That's real low in anyone's life. It's like winning a cannonball contest. Winning, winning a belly flop contest. I was just going to say belly flop for sure. Yeah. Jesus. All righty. Uh, thank you for the gracious handoff, Jack. I will be moving on to our brewery of the week section. Um, I wanted to do the highlight this week because, again, I mentioned a little bit earlier in the podcast, but I was just down in Austin, Texas for the first time. Um, beautiful city, a lot of cool stuff to do there. Food was phenomenal. But there was a brewery in particular that I wanted to highlight that was very good. It was recommended to me before the trip by multiple people, and I'm glad I went. It was Blue Owl Brewing. It is in the east part of Austin, uh, which seems to be like a little more of an up-and-coming area, uh, not like in the crazy, crazy crazy-ass downtown parts. Um, They're well-known for their sours. Very, very good sour brewery. I think they had two non-sour beers, and then they had like 12 sour beers. So it is a serious sour brewery. But instead of them all being like, wild ales or fermented ales are all just like straight sours. They're really taking other styles and doing soured versions of them, which I like. They had like sour IPA and a sour lager. I mentioned that Lime Tastico earlier. They had a, like a sour Saison, et cetera. I think they had like five or six different styles. They did like, oh, they had a sour, you know, Kevin might be interested in this. They had a sour Scotch Wee Heavy. I, I never, never seen that before. And it was pretty goddamn good, I have to admit. So interesting beers that I had some of that I hadn't seen before. They had a particular one that was like a tiki IPA. So it had like tiki drink stylings on like a sour with like the hop notes of an IPA. And it was really fucking good. I, I would say it was the best beer I had in during my five or four or five days stay in Austin. A little bit of an odd business model they have is I thought you boys would be interested in this. You buy the glass and then you're buying X amount. You basically you buy a glass and it's like the glass is like, roughly, and you get four pours in the glass. And so you can either get all four pours in one visit, which seems a bit daunting, or if you don't get the pours, you can take, you get a a single to-go beer of any of the beers in the menu to bring home up to that four amount. You could also come back later. I think you could have them in up a, a period of a month. It was a little strange, so it's like you had to commit to getting four beers from the brewery before you knew they were good. I, I was curious what you guys thought of that. It was like part of it kind of annoyed me. <laughs> it was like a weird business model, like almost preloading a card with four beers on it. I'm not I'm not sure I was into that, but the beer was so good that I didn't really mind it that much. Very nice little uh, cool place, very kind of hip and quiet and just like a nice place to hang out, especially like on a hot Texas day. They had a lot of shading and big fans and stuff. So cool place. Kevin, I see you have your mic off. Go ahead. Yeah, for me, it's all contextual, right? If you're there to hang out, then getting four beers, easy peasy, right? If it's a place right. where you want to sit under the fans, good to go. If you're trying to fit it in and, and amongst a busy day of tasting beers, it's not going to work. 
So, you know, it sounds like if you guys are just there to hang out, then yeah, get four beers. Also, is there a rule that says you could just order one glass for two guys and share? You could also do that. Yeah, they pretty openly say you could do that. I think you could also get one yeah. beer, but it comes in like a, a plastic cup, and then they charge yeah. you like $9 for that beer versus like $6 a beer if you get it in the glass. Method. Yeah. So, you know. I mean, I, I just, I just buy, buy one for, for your anchor and yeah. then go get, can I have three cups of water, please? Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't think that, that place is very chill. I don't think they give a shit about that. But yeah, we, we had some time on a Sunday after a, after we went on a float all day and it was a very good place to hang out. So blue owl brewing hats off. Otherwise I'll, I might talk about awesome beer scene a little bit. In my last call, uh, but otherwise that's our brewery of the week. Go check them out on Instagram or whatever the hell you got to do. I put a sticker of theirs on my car. Why not? They have some nice stickers. So from there, we're going to move on to the best beer of the cast. Uh, we each had at least two, I believe. And so we'll see which of our beers we like the most. Let's start with Casey Liney. Or Corona. <laughs> oh boys, this is an easy one. Um, I like Corona, but ladies and gentlemen, you can't beat mining Google. And especially now that we're getting into the summer, this is the holy grail thus far. Summer Shandy. Let's go. Yeah, so I promise it's like still kind of cold here. We're still like in the fifties a lot. It does not feel like it's spring yet. We spring has not really sprung in New England, even though it like, dude, it's May in like a few days. Like, come on, can I get some warm days, please? Anyone? I missed the first triple digit day in Arizona. That oh, was yesterday. Jesus! Hit hundred degrees. Fucking Christ! Oh, yeah. Now I'm good. Kevin, how about you? Beer of the cast. Beer of the cast is Hydra from Pure Project. The uh, triple IPA is. I'm struggling to get through it. It's just really thick. Triple dry hop, hazy triple IPA. It's got too much going on. Yeah. yeah, sour IPA, which I don't normally go for, was fantastic. So good mm. job, here, project. Yeah, sour IPAs when done well can be very good, in my opinion. Jack, I'm assuming it's Bud next. Yeah, so I had uh, Corona Extra and Bud Bud Light next. So naturally, my best beer of the cast will be the Light and Kugel Summer Shandy next. <laughs> Shout out to Light and Kugel. All right, that's probably a that's probably a good bailout pick. Um, mine's actually kind of difficult. I was trying to think about this. I I'm gonna put it this way. I think. Mega Tree is the better beer, but those sour crushers from Skygazer are really they're really hitting the fucking spot in the next last week. I don't know why. I'm gonna give it to the sour crusher. They're very good. If you live anywhere in Connecticut, you guys may even see them. I don't know because you get 12 percent distribution out there, and this isn't like a heavily fruited sour. It probably would survive a distribution trip. I would think. Like it's very good. A very tangy, tart sour is like something I realized I've been missing in my heart, and it's a very good beer. So. 12% is actually distributing out here in San Diego. Like, That's what you've been saying. Not just, yeah. not just Sky Geyser, beer brewed by 12% oh. are distributing out here. So Yeah, they've been making more, more beers recently, like of their yep. own beers. And I, I have to yep. be honest, I haven't had a ton of them. I, I might try to go there this weekend for the first Nor time. Nor have I. If I, if I can, there's only one spot here that seems to happen, but I will go this weekend and see if I can get some. Yeah, if, you're, if you get some, let me know what you think of them. I, I haven't had them. I, know I saw them just... The other day when I went to Harvest, I saw like they had a, a, a two IPAs that were made by twelve percent, and they're getting they're coming out here relatively fresh, like within a month. So that's been always that's again talk about my pot. That's always my biggest pet peeve. Why why buy a beer that's over yeah. a month old if it's a, especially if it's an IPA? So when it comes from across the country, it does take a while to get here. So as long as they can distribute mm-hmm. within a month, I'm happy with that. Yeah, yep. It's a lesson I learned from you. I gotta keep an eye on the date labels on cans. That's for sure. All right, so uh, those are our best beers of the cast. And we move on to our last section of the podcast, which, of course, is our last call. 
Boys, on this really authentic and um, honoring the Hispanic heritage, we've done an excellent job this podcast talking mainly about the restaurant Chili's. Uh, what do you want to talk about as your last call of this podcast? Let's start off with resident Hispanic, Kevin. I know that feels like profiling, but all right. Uh, my, my my pick is not does not have to do with Cinco de Mayo, my ethnicity, or anything. It has to do with Formula One. You know, I, I do naturally. Naturally, right? The, what the most Mexican sport of all, Formula One. Uh, so I blame Netflix and Formula One Drive to Survive for making me start to watch Formula One. Um, I have actually tried to stay up past midnight, like 1 a.m. to watch some of these races. Uh, it's tough. I'll be honest. I'd rather watch them like on replay at you know, Sunday morning. But it, it's fun. It doesn't have the drama that Netflix brings to the show. And Netflix apparently does try to pump up the drama if you listen to the commentary from the drivers. Uh, I'm just happy that my guy, the uh, the number one asshole in Formula One, is winning races again. Max Verstappen, um, dude's a dude's a beast. He's kind of cold blooded, and he also drives for Red Bull. Christian Horner, the principal of Red Bull, is just a major dick. And uh, all power to you guys. But they're finally winning races. They're kind of in the constructors' championship. Uh, they're definitely in the drivers' championship, and they got a lot of races to go. So they're back in the game. I'm happy for that. They they of the four races so far this year, Max. Did not even finish in two of the races. Got no points whatsoever. So to be relatively close to Charles Leclerc for Ferrari is is a good thing. Why is this guy like the asshole of Formula One? What is he he's doing? He's just he's he, as as I because he's a I've fucking this, prick. Nice. That, well, he's a he's a prick. He's, he's also a just fucking Dutch. prick and he's a very dangerous driver. That's why. <laughs> he's, he's, All right, I love this guy. No, 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 no. He's just Dutch, and I work with Dutch people a lot. Actually, <laughs> he's just I, a I, standard I, 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 I legitimately Dutch. have asked. I just asked, asked you guys, like, hey, why are Dutch people such assholes? Like, yeah, they're just Dutch. Like, all right, fine. <laughs> that's, it, that's all you need. Just, ah, Dutch. Just Dutch. Dutch. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yeah, I, I, sorry, Kevin. I don't watch any Formula One, but is it better than NASCAR? I'll ask that. That's what I was thinking. Oh, absolutely. Right, absolutely. That's good. absolutely. I think God, I hate NASCAR. NASCAR. But it's not as good as people watching as Ooh, NASCAR. That's an excellent I point. That's, I promise that's, you that. That's fair. It's way too rich, ra- uppity, uppity right. shit for these right. Formula One assholes. Right. NASCAR when it comes to America. Yeah. But when it comes to America, you're going to see a bunch of like college bros going to Formula One races, apparently, because of Netflix. I still rather watch the white trash at Netflix. I'm sorry, at NASCAR. Real salt of the earth people go to those go to those tracks. No question. Hey, the, they they uh, they have Chili's tattoos on their calves. Ooh, wait, is that trashy? Because I got some news for the podcast. All right, so for uh, our Formula One check-ins, uh, you know, Kevin will be on future podcasts. Go check out his uh, separate Formula One podcast he's going to be doing to splinter off from this group. Uh, name to be decided. Jack, go ahead. Kevin, as, 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 by the way, as with all splinter podcasts, it's going to be me and Casey arguing. That's the true. History podcast, yeah. Formula <laughs> One podcast. Isn't Just Kevin. bitching about, you know, cars racing. Uh, let's see. Last call. I'll keep it single to my thing. Why not? I got nothing better to talk about. We did forget a major news story and I'm here to bring it to you. Taco Bell is bringing back the Mexican pizza. There was no uh, way I was going to let that go a whole episode without being talked about. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming back for a limited time, but, uh, they're starting to bring back the favorites that people went, uh, crazy over when they got rid of them. So Mexican pizza on its way back. Wait, that, but that feels like a tactic for time? Me, I thought it was for yeah. forever. I, I, I read a limited time. I read it was coming back in oh, May. It says, for, it says for good right there, Matt. For good on the right. Right here. We I thought it was for good. X11.com says for good. Breaking news. 
Oh, it is for good. There it is. May 19th. Oh, my God. God bless right, America. Next up, shredded chicken mini quesadilla. Let's get it done. Yeah, I was sitting there. Are there any other items <laughs> that, like, fell off the Taco Bell menu that were all dying? There are there are a couple that they're actually bringing back. It's not just this, apparently. I forget what they were, though. But this still feels like a tactic for me. Like, when Coke went to new Coke. They went to new Coke so they could piss off their audience and bring back old Coke and try to sell stuff a little bit. Is this Doja Cat in their Instagram with the, with the Mexican pizza? Who's that? Yeah, I think a Doja Cat, like the singer. I think she seems to be involved with the Mexican pizza she, somehow. She, she sings because it looks like she just eats Taco Bell. No, she's a pretty. Oh, she, she's a real famous singer, Kevin. You are, you know, you're you're showing her like inner boomer right now, my friend. That that's fine. I gotta be honest, you've never heard of Doja Cat? Yeah, come on. Bro, I'm not. I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'm pretty sure she was on the song about <laughs> talking about wet ass pussy. Was she on that song with Nicki Minaj? I don't know. So it may. She probably was. That makes sense. I think that's Megan the Stallion. Oh, that's who it was. You're right. It was Megan the Stallion. Yeah, I don't think of her as like Doja Cat's not like trashy shit like Minaj's. She's more of like pop singer kind of. That also wasn't Nicki Minaj, but you know. Wasn't Nicki Minaj? Oh, Cardi B. Whatever. I no, can't it was tell Cardi B. Oh, yeah, I would say you're so right. I'm, so I'm pretty sure my question of who that is, is valid based on everyone else everyone is saying right now. It's who dat. Who dat. Mm, now I'm looking at the Taco Bell Instagram. I got to stop. That is that is good news, Jack. Thank you for bringing that to our attention. I will be going to get a Mexican pizza whenever that is here. So tomorrow for lunch, right? Before uh, the gym? You got it, my friend. All right. Casey, last call. Yeah, so uh, naturally, you know, last call, pretty typical. I go something sports-related. So what am I going to do? I'm going to go sports-related, obviously. Um, just uh, uh, Sorry about that. I knocked over a can. Um, just an absolute stellar uh, feeling to have the Boston Celtics just back and murdering teams in the NBA uh, playoffs. I mean, it just feels so good. So many people questioned whether or not the Celtics should, uh, you know, throw their last couple games so they could miss playing the Brooklyn Nets and Kyrie Irving's bitch ass. Uh, And what did the Celtics go and do? Fucking just swept them. Just KD who? Kyrie flat earth motherfucker what? Uh, No, they took them both. Told him to fuck off. Said there's a new uh, uh, duo in the NBA that's better than any other duo in the NBA. And that's Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And here the Celtics, ladies and gentlemen, are here to stay. Uh, and, you know, they're the best team in NBA from uh, January 1 to now. So uh, let me tell you this. Watch out. And I'm talking about everybody. I'm talking about the East. Giannis, the Greek, whatever the hell his name is. Fucking schmuck. Okay. Jimmy Butler in the Heat. Fucking losers. All right. Uh, Joel Embiid and James Pussy Ass Harden. Don't even know who you are. Okay. You're nothing. Just give me the Suns. Give me the Phoenix Suns and the Boston Celtics in the NBA championship. And ladies and gentlemen, that'll be a great day. I will be going to one of those games if that happens. I don't know, man. You could you could be saying give me the Pelicans because the Suns are faltering for some reason. No, it's, no Devin no. Booker. No, right, you know. They're they're not going to lose to the Pelicans. They might go 7, but they're not going to lose to the Pelicans. And then so yeah, I, I was, they don't have Booker. Yeah. So I, I did watch actually most of the first round and I I kind of wanted you guys to kill each other, but I wanted, you know, the Nets and Kyrie and the vaccine denier to, you know, get killed more. So I'm glad you guys beat them because I don't want to see them advance because it's whole super team bullshit, which I feel personally as a Lakers fan really kind of fucking sucks. Because who wanted Russell Westbrook on our team? Not us, but apparently LeBron James did. So don't mean to make this about the Lakers. Good job, Celtics, for sending the Nets packing. We'll see how you guys do against the Bucs. I'm not as I'm not a homer like you are, Casey, but I want to see a good series. 
Good luck to you guys. That was beautiful, Kevin. I have a tear in my eye. All right. Um, that was our sports check-in with Casey. Uh, thank you, Casey, for that. Um, I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking about. I think the Boston Celtics are a hockey team. This was this, this was a wiffle ball team. Oh, yeah. sorry. I apologize. All right. I'm glad someone cleared that up. All right. So uh, for the final last call, I'll go ahead. Uh, as I alluded to earlier, I just want to say, uh, you know, a shout out to Austin, Texas for their, um, you know, I figured a, a very brief trip report from a, this is a beer podcast after all. I'll say overall, beer in Austin was all right, not blowing my mind, but also wasn't bad either. A couple shout outs, uh, Pint House Pizza was, uh, also Pint House Brewing, but they're also known for pizza. Pretty solid beer. Also, the, it was called Craft. They do a lot of kind of stranger beers, like they had, um, like a, and I wasn't that strange, but they had like a very creamy triple IPA, which seems to not be a big style down there, but they had some interesting like sour and fruited beers. Very good. Oddwood Ales. Uh, went over to uh, Circle. Zilker was a very nice spot, but their beer was, eh, okay. It's right down near 6th Street. A lot of breweries in that town, like like most cities, but most of them I found were kind of average, and I tried a lot of beers from other breweries, even if they weren't at the brewery. But I'm going to say this, Texas. I, I'm sorry, but I don't think you're like a big beer state. You know, I'm, I just I tried it out. I'm glad to have seen a chunk of their beer scene. It seems like they more focused on the actual breweries are very nice, like they're good hangout spots, but the product is, eh, you know, kind of forgettable. So I will not be adding Austin, Texas, probably to my list of like great beer cities to return to just for the beer. But there are some notable ones that I've mentioned on the podcast. Go check those out if you get a chance. But I, I will say one of the ones actually that makes good sours in this country is in Texas, but they have a Jester King. Where is I know I've heard of Jester King. Where is it in Texas? I don't know. Well, let me just check on Google. I've never been there, but they also, by the way, to your point about having. Yeah, I've heard of Jester King several times. Uh, I, 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 let me let me show a picture of their brewery on the on the chat here because this is just amazing the way they do this brewery. It's like oh, the yeah? Treehouse of Texas kind of looks like. Oh that. man, yeah, well, it has that kind of reputation. I feel like like yeah. a really like high high tier brewery, high high tier, and they have like a big you know like pastoral country style kind of facility. So they're in the town. Uh, they're they're nearby Austin actually. Oh, <laughs> you should have gone actually. They're just outside of Austin. I'm Wait, how close? You know. How- how close are they to Austin? Oh, I'm going to be kind of pissed. Uh, I, for some reason, should, I, you, you, you should actually legitimately be pissed. They are oh, no. Oh, that's actually a brewery I would have liked to have gone to. I, I For some reason, I had it in my head. They were nowhere near Austin. From, from, from I didn't even look. Austin? No, no. From downtown Austin, 26 minutes. Oh, God damn it. I would have gone. Oh, fuck. Son of a bitch. After I'm sitting here and kind of half trashing him. Yeah, supposedly Jester King slaps. Oh, what a bummer. We, we had we had a rental van. We could have easily driven over to driven twenty six minutes. Hell, I would have gone by FYI, myself. If I had to. They have they have an inn called the Jester King Inn that you can stay at at this brewery. Uh, How Texas is that? That's awesome. Oh, uh, well, I'm pissed. I did not realize they were close to Austin. I thought they were like in the middle of fucking nowhere. Well, well I mean, whoops. To be fair, you leave a major city in Texas and you're in the middle of fucking nowhere pretty quick. Yes, I figured that out for sure. Well, I, I liked Austin quite a bit, so I would plan on going back someday. And now I know if I go back to Austin, I will definitely go to Jester King. <laughs> oh, well, you live, you learn, boys. All righty. So with that, we're going to end this podcast. It's been a pleasure, everyone. Have a nice Cinco de Drinko. Uh, get your drink on. Go to Chili's. Uh, again, they're not paying us for this podcast. I sure as hell wish they would. Uh, maybe someday. But 
I'll, I'll keep shilling for that restaurant in the meantime. As always, our voicemail number is 774-224-0708. Check us out on Instagram and untapped at Counterpine, C-O-U-N-T-R-P-I-N-T-S. Check us out on Redbubble if you want to support the podcast monetarily. That is counterpines.redbubble.com. We get a portion of any sale through that website. Otherwise, you guys have a hell of a holiday. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. But of course, until then, stay frosty, my friends. (laughs) 